Good People, Cool Things is a podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. Get inspired by their stories to do your own cool thing. And here's your host, Joey Held. Welcome to Good People, Cool Things. Today's guest is Ekin Oslin, the founder of Carousel, which is an innovative technology that uses human stem cells combined with CBD and select products all into one product to make your skin, hair, and overall self just feel better, look more radiant, which is oh, something I can certainly use. Ekin is also a longtime model, a musician, having a baby in a few months. There's a lot going on in her world, so she's talking all about how to juggle all of those things. If you've got a side hustle that you're trying to get started or working on, you're like, I don't know, I can balance all this with work. Maybe I got four kids. Maybe you're like me, you've got two dogs outside the door that are like climb to get in. And I'm like, nah, fam, this isn't where the dogs are because we're trying to keep it without dog hair in this room. You might have all of that going on. And so Ekin gives lots of great advice on how to juggle all of that, how to power through as an entrepreneur, her most surprising moments of her business, what surprises her about running a business, her worst modeling gig, which, ooh, that's a good one. So all of that's getting in here. It's lots of good stuff, and I know you're going to enjoy it. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can reach out joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. You can also follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at GPCT Podcast. You can also support the show by either going over to Apple Podcasts and dropping a fancy five-star review or hitting up the shop, which you can find on goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Get real stylish while you're looking real stylish as you're listening to this conversation with Ekin. For people who don't know who you are, can you give us your elevator pitch? But can you also tell us the type of elevator that we're riding on? Oh my God, I don't think I realized that there were different types of elevators, but I can give you, how about like a location? <laughs> God, I don't know, like the Empire State Building for some reason just pops into my brain. But um, I'm obviously a New Yorker. So um, yeah, I would say that I am a former model. I was signed with Ford Modeling Agency in New York for many, many, many years. And I am an artist and a business person. I own a luxury cosmeceutical brand called Carousel. And we have all human stem cell extract-based skincare and hair care products. Is that something that you always knew you wanted to get into? Like, how did you go from modeling to starting a company like that? Yeah, I know. It sounds like they're just two completely different spectrums. But to be honest with you, there was so much overlap because I was so deeply entrenched in the beauty game and in the beauty industry. I was also married to a plastic surgeon. So I was shadowing him in surgeries. You know, I was really, I actually wanted to go to medical school. I was really into post-operative procedure, you know, um, lessening downtime and accelerating the healing process. And that's really how Carousel came about. You know, it's, it's topical products that do just that. So, um, but being in New York, I think, you know, I live in LA now, but being in New York, you're kind of no disrespect to LA, but you're really, you're really among the best of the best there, you know? And, and what is that Jay-Z song? Like, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. It's, it's, there's really some truth to that. And what I mean by that is it's highly saturated. You know, everybody becomes specialists in their fields to basically separate themselves and to survive. So you're really dealing with the best of the best in that regard when it comes specifically to beauty. I'm speaking just on the beauty industry. Um, the best skincare estheticians 
the best nail artists, the best hairstylists, the best hair colorists, you know, the best plastic surgeons, dermatologists, all of that. So I really threw myself into that world because the only way to really separate yourself as a career model, the way that I was going out for auditions every day is really to be better than the girl before you. And that's, you know, every day you're going out on a job interview and you're trying to make money to survive in that concrete jungle. And it's expensive to live there and it's, it's a hard life. So it becomes very competitive. And the thing that really separated the models were our hair and our skin and the, the perfection of it without the inclusion of makeup. So really just walking into a casting, being a blank canvas, which I was never that great at. I still, <laughs> I'm, I'm a beauty junkie with every, every ounce of the words. I mean, I, since I was a little girl, you know, I've just been, I was doing French manicures on my own nails when I was like eight years old, you know, painting white tips. I mean, I've been, I'm a perfectionist, I think just by nature. And so to, to actually learn all this and to be able to perfect my skin so that I didn't have to wear so much makeup and appear to be more naturally, naturally the way that the art directors wanted you, you know, that's, that's really the game. And so taking what you've learned and building it into your own company, I, I always love chatting with entrepreneurs about the early days, the things that we don't get to see, because I assume that you think your product is very good now, but I don't know, did it start out like that where I, or, or was there like a lot of trial and error to get to where it was today? So I cannot take the credit for the formulation of the products. I have to call out my stepmother. She's a cosmetic chemist and she's amazing. She's worked with the biggest and the best. And when I moved to LA, she actually was formulating for other companies at that time. And, and then her and I teamed up and Carousel was brought to life. So really it's, it's her specialty. I run the business. I handle the marketing, you know, I'm the spokesperson for the brand and all of that, but the formulas, I, I only give critique. She is the, she has birthed these formulas and they are so clean and they are so results driven. I just can't drive home enough how results driven this product line is. And that's what I love about it. You know, I was a girl that spent so much money, thousands upon thousands and thousands of dollars. I think I spent all the money that I made as a model back into just trying to stay that way, you know, trying to keep my skin and hair good. And it's like, you pour it right back in. And so I think so many products under delivered and they never did what they said they were going to do. And they were packed with parabens and sulfates and phthalates and all these things that, you know, now, now people, consumers are so educated. And I love the internet for that reason. You know, people are really, really mindful about what they're putting on their skin. It's so important. It's just as important as what you eat. Yeah. It's always amazing to look at like from my parents era, just what kind of the practical advice was for, for eating and skincare and things like that. And I'm just like, Ooh, today I'm glad we know more. <laughs> actually have to just mention one thing that's really funny. When I was little, I grew up in Cocoa Beach, Florida, super sunny, hot all the time. Everybody wanted to be brown. You know, that was hiding all your flaws. If you had acne or cellulite, whatever it was, if you got a tan, it would make you go away. So basically my mom tells me to mix baby oil and iodine. And so I'm like 12 years old. I have zits. I'm mad about these zits on my face, you know, and she's brought me to the dermatologist. He's told me just to use Dove soap and Retin-A. You know, so my whole face peels off 
And then it's like I'm scorched from baby oil and iodine. I mean, God, when you talk about like where we come from as a beauty industry <laughs> and where we are now, now we're applying topically applied human stem cell extract, for God's sakes. You know, it's like, look at where we've graduated to. It's pretty amazing. It's wild. Now you mentioned that you're on the business side of things and you're kind of running the business, you're doing the marketing and all that. What's something that surprised you about running a business? Oh my God, the complexities. It's so cliche. You hear people all the time saying like being a business person, it's so difficult or, oh, it's a man's world and being a woman in a, you know, in a male dominated industry. Cause as much as beauty is beauty and you think that it's all women, these companies are all controlled by men still. So it's, it's every day you're waking up and as a woman, you're coming up against that, you know, and it's real, it's a real thing. And it's really, you know, because people look at me and it's like, oh, she's a model, you know, they don't really take me seriously as a business person. Then I'm a female and I look young, which I'm not, it's just because I use great skincare guys, <laughs> but you know, it's like coming up against all that. I think every day, that's definitely something that that's worth mentioning, um, and I think just the challenges and the, to bring it to an optimistic point of view, you know, overcoming those challenges and the pride you feel afterwards. I think that that, that it's not that it surprised me, but I feed on that. And I love that part of it. You know, that's, that's what keeps you going and keeps you proud of what you're doing, you know? And for me, I love helping people. I have all this knowledge about how to make things better you know, visually for people and which makes them feel better on the inside. So I, I love sharing that. And that just makes me feel so good. Do you have an example of one of those moments of overcoming a challenge like that? Because I think that is a very common where it's like people aren't taking me seriously. I, you know, I feel out of place here with how, how many men I'm surrounded by. So, oh, well, it happens like every day. Yeah. Me. I mean, like yesterday I was in a conference call with a bunch of major retail buyers and, you know, they were almost it was men. And, and I, I had my consulting firm also on the call with me and thank God that I did because they really jumped in and they said, Hey, 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 you're disrespecting my client. I don't like your tone. I don't like the way that you're speaking, allow her to finish, you know? And it was like, God, thank you. But it's a shame that I have to pay a firm to be there to back me up in situations like that. You know, it's, it's a shame that that's a thing that, that you can kind of get ran over as a female when it comes to these conference calls, you know, people speak over you, they don't allow you to finish. So I just bulldoze my way through usually because I'm a New Yorker and that's what we do. You know, luckily I've been brought up, like I'm a survivor and I'm, I rise to every challenge, but it's still, it's something that you don't ignore as a female in, the, in, in a business world. Absolutely. I think, I think, Honestly, being a New Yorker really does help in in that sense where it's just like, hey, I can I can do this. Like I've like again, we're going back to Jay-Z. If you can make it here, yeah. you can make it anywhere. Yeah. And it's like that a lot of times I say I say to myself, like, this is not gonna last forever. Whatever's going on right now, business-wise, that's challenging me, this is temporary and I'm gonna get through this. You know, and this the other thing I say to myself is this is not the worst thing I've ever dealt with. You know, that that's such a poignant thing because it puts it into perspective right away. Cause it's like, well, I've dealt with stuff way harder than this, like really hard life lessons, like people dying of illnesses that you love, like putting it really into perspective like that. And then I just go, okay, you know what? I got this. And that that's probably the number one thing that, that I say to myself almost on a daily basis. 
Yeah, I also should make a correction. I think Frank Sinatra probably did the uh, if I can't make it here, I can make it anywhere. So yeah, we'll right. give we'll give him the shout out. Jay Z also reinforcing it for for us uh, <laughs> younger listeners on that spectrum. Now I want to go back to your New Yorkness here um, because one of my favorite TV shows is Impractical Jokers because a they have no fear; they're just going out doing all this shenanigans. I don't know if you're familiar with the show or not, but. They're basically just doing a bunch of silly stuff out in public. My husband loves this yes. kind of stuff. And yeah. the general reaction to it by, they, they film in New York primarily. And the general reaction, I feel like, to a lot of the people they come across is just indifference because it's like, this is New York. Like, there's just weird things going on all the time. So as a New Yorker, I know you're not living there currently, but plenty of experience in New York. So what's the weirdest thing that you've seen in New York? Oh, my God. I mean... I lived there for 13 years. So I, I saw some really crazy stuff, you know, but, but I'll be honest with you, none of it's as crazy as what I'm seeing around LA right now. I mean, even on the street that I live on, it's like, it's gotten really, there's a lot of insanity going on right now. <laughs> and quite frankly, it doesn't, it doesn't even compare to my days in New York. I mean, but I remember, you know, people, I remember being on the phone in like a little mini market one time and talking to my friend and like, a lady screaming at me at the top of her lungs because I was on the phone in the grocery store. It's like, you know, people, and you just go, oh my God, really go back home. <laughs> like <laughs> if you can't deal with people on the phone, you shouldn't be out of your house. I don't know what to tell you, but it's, people are just, you know, you got to just keep it moving. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm trying to think, cause I've, I lived in LA for a couple of years and have been to New York a fair amount. And that is, there is some craziness. I mean, there's definitely craziness in both. I'm trying to think what's more, more spectacularly weird, but they each have their own weirdness. It's fine. Lately, it's gotten pretty weird around here. I mean, just driving down Sunset, you know, like I was driving with my windows down today and I was like, mm, I don't know if this is a good idea anymore. You know, <laughs> it's like, there's just, you stop at a light. And I mean, just recently a woman started yelling at me on the corner of San Vicente and Sunset. I'm like coming home from my doctor's appointment, you know, and I'm just driving my car. And I thought she was asking me for directions. And she starts screaming out the window at me that I'm what's wrong in the world. Oh, wow. <laughs> and she's like in a very normal car. She's not a person of like, she seems like a totally normal housewife or something. But she just, she went postal and she lost it. And And the funny thing is, I'm so stupid. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I terminated on Can I help you? Did you need directions? And then she just like starts going crazy at me. So, oh my God, I'm like, this is crazy. But it's gotten to the point where I don't really ride with my windows down around anymore. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair uh, thing to do and, and keep those windows up. I was just talking with someone. I One of my bucket list items is to be listening to a song on the radio and someone else pulls up at the light and is listening to the same song. And we're both like jamming out, having a great time. But that's so cute. it might not happen now because you got to keep your windows up ah! all the time. <laughs> it's rough, <laughs> rough life out there. Now, you're also on top of being a business owner, a model, a musician as well. Yeah, I've dabbled in the music game a little bit. It's, it's more like a passion project for me at this point because I just I can't split myself into this many pieces you know I'm also pregnant right now with my first baby oh, congrats. <laughs> so it's like thank you so much I've been going through IVF you know throughout the entire pandemic for over a year and we finally transferred an embryo and I got pregnant thank god but it was like you know I have my plate is so full so music unfortunately is kind of taking a back seat right now 
but um, I dabble, you know, it's fun because I market the brand through my music videos and that's, they're always the star. I mean, they're always in every video that I shoot, you see my product. So it's, it's really cute and fun. What's a, a good way? Cause I think you do a nice job of kind of naturally getting in there. Like it doesn't feel so much like it's an advertisement, like it's kind of more Five. organically in there. So what's the key to doing that? Cause I've seen plenty of either music videos or even just like photos from people where it's like, oh, this is very obviously like just in your face. Yeah, I mean, I have to give a shout out to like the director in that regard because they really, I, I always make it a really big deal. You know, like I have license plates and I, I like cars a lot. So there's always cars in my music videos and we always put the license plate that says K-Cell, like Carousel, you know, on the cars. We had a roll, a white Rolls Royce in, in my Lenoche music video. So it's kind of cute because every music video I've shot, there's a, a different car, but with that case cell plate on it, you know? So I think that people start getting it and they start putting the two together. And I like it when it's kind of on the DL like that, when what you're saying it's slipped in, it's just so much cooler, you know, and, and less contrived. But um, in one of the videos, I think it's Lenoche actually, um, I have this universal beauty oil, it's called liquid gold enriching elixir. And it's very cool because we're out with my horses and we're in a horse barn in the stall and the, the song is called La Noche, the night. So it's all shot at night and it's just beautiful because you show like the male model with the product dripping down his face right here. And you, you get a close up of the bottle really quick and of me kind of going like that to his face. So it's like, you know, it's artistic and it's, it's so, it's so fun to be able to use everything I've learned, you know, from a marketing perspective as a model, you know, I was just marketing myself, a, a human being, and now I'm marketing a product. So it's really not that much different. It's, it's just changing the item for me. So it's, it's fascinating. Is there a car that you haven't featured yet in a video that you need to get in a future one? Well, I, you know, my last music video that I did with, um, Vadir Derbez and Roxy Ferrari, we had, I actually own a 1942 um, Willys Jeep. That's all like USAID out, you know, it's very cool. It has the star on the hood and everything and it's all army green. So we actually used my own car which one of my cars in, in the video it was so fun because we were all hanging all over it. And then in the first video, it was more of like a fancy car. But I think next time, God, I don't know. I, I would like to do, you know, I'm a really big fan of like the super old Stingrays. I think those are super hot cars, the super old ones. Um, and I've always actually wanted to, to own one of those. So, um, and I, I don't have many classic cars, but for some reason that car in black, just like, I love it. It's just, there's something so sexy about it. You know, it's like, it's masculine, but you could totally see a chick driving that car too, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep our eyes open then for a future video. Yeah. I'll make an appearance in there. And I'll have the KSL license plate. We'll be looking for it. Yeah, for sure. You'll know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always like to ask any kind of performer this, and I'll even let you choose which adventure you want to go. You can either do it as a musician or as a model, but I'd love to hear about the worst gig that you've ever had. Oh my God. I've had so many bad ones. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think that by far I had the worst gigs as a model than, than as a musician. I mean, musician, it was always fun for me, you know, singing, performing there. I, I can never say that anything was ever bad. That was always just 
I was honored to be able to do that in the times that I did. And I certainly didn't do it enough. Like, I feel like I'll circle back to that later in life. Um, but as a model, I mean, I can tell you, I did a commercial for silk soy milk where I had to wear a cow costume on my body. And I mean, just the things that you do as a model, it's insane. The things that you do, the, the temperatures that you work in, the weird positions that they put you in. <laughs> it's like, there is no end. And I was actually doing a podcast just a couple weeks ago. And I said, you know, I don't understand why there's not a model's union. Like, why is there SAG and AFTRA? Okay, I'm SAG, I'm AFTRA, perfect. But why is there not a union for models that protect us from this kind of abuse, labor abuse? <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't believe no one's come up with that yet. Well, maybe that's a future project for you then. Can add it to the... <laughs> I have too many. I'm, that's why I'm putting it out there. I'm like, somebody else needs to do this to protect all the up and coming girls. Like, yeah. yeah, put it out into the universe. And yeah, somebody will hear this and then they'll, they'll react. <laughs> now, you mentioned all these things that you've got on your plate. And I think this past year and a half of the pandemic has introduced more people or opened up more people to like being amenable to side hustles. Like before they might be like, you know, I can't do it, but now they don't have a commute. Like they're maybe logging off work a little earlier. So they've got some other projects that they might be playing around with. And as someone that has been balancing several things at once, what kind of advice do you have for someone that's maybe just getting into a second business or side hustle? Oh, I mean, just go for your passions, do what you love. I think that that's one thing if I can say that I'm, I'm good at is following the trail of the things that make me feel good, make me feel alive that, you know, that definitely give back to other people. I think that like at this point in my life, I'm pregnant, I'm about to have a son. I start, I've started thinking a lot about, you know, what am I doing for the world? What is the purpose of my life here? What, what, not only am I going to leave my son, but what is my footprint here? What does that look like? And what was the point of my life? You know, it's like, I think that anything that you do, if you can give back to people, you know, for, for me, it's been through carousel that I've been able to do that. I've taken everything I learned as a model and I've been able to basically pour it into this business that helps other people feel good about themselves. And that for me is just the greatest gift on earth. I mean, that literally feeds my soul. So I think that for anyone that's, that's picking up a side hustle, just do what you love and you'll be surprised at how successful you will become at it. Is there a side hustle that you mentioned how you might circle back to music and, and put some more focus towards it later. Is there anything else where you're like, I'd like to do that. Maybe now is not right. The, the right time, but. But I think I could get into the real estate game a little bit more. I'm really into homes and construction and building and remodeling. Like I love all that. And um, I'm, I'm actually just going to be meeting a builder today to, to help me execute some things in my own house. So it's like, I love improving things and I'm a, I'm like a, I'm thirsty for progress. So I think I would, I would love to get into something like that at some point later on, you know, just for investment properties. I think that that's really fun. What kind of improvements do you have planned for the house? Well, I want to redo my floors and like, you know, all new kitchen and I have my baby room. I'm six months away, which does, it sounds like a long time, but you can't believe how fast it just moves. And, you know, when it comes to renovations, it can take many, many months. So I'm already kind of trying to get his room together and, you know, just get it. So everything's ready. And so when he enters the world, it's like, mommy's totally settled. The house is straight, you know, it's like nesting. I think that's what every pregnant woman wants to do. It's, it's, it's nature, right? 
Yes, yes. We're currently doing landscaping at the house here. So it's the same same type of thing where it's like, oh, it's nice to see it like progressing, but also it's it's kind of stressful while everything's going on too. It is. It's stressful having a lot of people around your house right now too. I think just with the pandemic, you know, and I'm pregnant, like I get scared. I'm kind of living in my bubble right now because um, I couldn't get vaccinated because of my IVF thing. And so it's like, I'm really, you know, living in a bubble. And so as a pregnant person, you're like way more at risk. And so now it's like, okay, what do I do? This is getting a little bit crazy. <laughs> I got to go out and join the world again. I'm sure a lot of people must feel like this. Yeah, it's it's a wild and like out here in in Austin and really in Texas, everyone's back at stage five. So it's been sort of like almost a regression of like, okay, I'll see people like walking, and I'm like, should should I cross the street? Like, should I like, I know like I'm vaccinated. They might be vaccinated. I don't want to like get them sick or anything. So it's a very it's a very interesting time oh. to be out for sure. Oh, I love Austin. I actually lived in Dallas for for a while. Oh, nice. I did a little stint in Dallas and um, I love Texas. I love living in Texas. It's such an awesome, bigger is better. (laughs) It's like, especially from New York, I went from New York to Dallas and then back to New York again. And I was like, wah, wah, you know, your, your living standards. You have such a high quality of life in Texas. It's awesome. Yeah. New York's public transportation system, certainly much better than anything in Texas, but yeah, just the size of, (laughs) Any type of living situation is, is yeah, it's so much better at Texas. Yeah. Good deal. Now, a question I also like to ask is a question that you wish you were asked more frequently. And we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but combining your beauty brand with your music ambition. So we see it in the music video. Do you have other plans to kind of combine those two worlds? Well, you know, what's really interesting today, actually today, I'm so excited. Our commercial starts airing. Oh, nice. And... Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. And then, then, um, I shot an infomercial. And so a lot of the aspects of my music are showcased just to put everything together and kind of build brand awareness for people on the brand. Um, there's a lot of that in the infomercial. And so we really shot it like a TV show. So it's almost like an entertainment TV show for 30 minutes, long form advertising, but in, in essence, it's an infomercial to sell the product. But um, I'm really excited about that. That's just about to air nationally. So that that's going to be fun. Do you have like the exact time that it'll air in LA so you can like be ready at the TV? <laughs> yes, yes. And that's, we're like weeks away from the infomercial airing. And then um, the commercial itself, which is a 30 second spot, will start airing today all over Spectrum. So if you're in like LA County or Orange County, um, yeah, it's going to be all over the place. So that's really fun. I'm, I'm excited about that. You know, it's like right now you really need to pivot as a brand owner and take the vulnerability away, you know, from being so much a major retail, you know, like Dillard's and Macy's, we do business with major retailers, but, but it's very risky. And we think, you know, that right now the opportunities really are, through actual sales direct to your brand on the internet, you know? So that's, I'm trying to just pivot a little bit to take the vulnerability away because those months during the pandemic, when the stores were all shut down, not to mention all the doctor's offices were in tons of plastic surgeon and doctor's offices across the nation, everything was shut down. I mean, it was really scary. So I knew then that, and like many, many, many brands that sell online, that, that we really needed to focus and blow up our own.com. Have you found a certain type of digital strategy has been more effective than others? You know, I can't really 
say that I've completely checked that box yet. Where we we of course advertise all over Facebook and Instagram and Google ads, you know, and now we're doing we're hitting TV now, which I think is it might actually be better for us. Um, it's really saturated, you know, everywhere else. So it's just about really finding, really dialing in to your demographic and really finding the way to do that. And so I think that we're honestly still in the process of that. We have a lot of people that really, really like die hard, just love the brand. And I'm so grateful for that because they've just word of mouth. I mean, we, we haven't done a lot of advertising for my brand. It's really been this year that this has started, you know, and I'm just so proud that there were so many clients that were so happy with their results that they told all their friends and family, you know, and then they came to us and then it's like, it just keeps growing like that. And that's the greatest compliment ever. So that that's been really fruitful. Do you have a favorite nice thing someone said about you? Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm, I'm always grateful for anything anyone says. I think that a lot of times when I go online and I read like, even in some of our Google reviews, what people have said about how they, they've spoken to me personally. And I like took the time to teach them about how to take care of their hair and skin. And then they ordered the products and they can't believe how their skin has cleared up or how their wrinkles have diminished or, you know, their hair has grown or their eyelashes. I mean that I love hearing that. I really truly love hearing that. I have like brides that are about to get married that call me because they're suffering from hair loss from all the stress of planning a wedding. This was pre COVID. And, um, I remember a woman calling me and crying, you know, and it, it was just so upsetting to hear how devastated she was about her wedding pictures and what they were going to be like potentially because of her hair loss. And I got in there as quickly as I could. I overnighted her product and, and she had just a few months before her wedding and we sorted it out. I mean, her hair grew back enough to hide the bald spots, you know? So it was really, Stuff like that is like, it's like food for my soul, honestly. That's why you do this, you know? Yeah, that's super cool. All right. I can, you're almost off the hook here, but we've got <laughs> one last question for you. And it's, I always like to wrap up with the top three and I'm, I'm going to be real honest. Yours is maybe a little bit of a stretch, especially for an audio podcast, but you mentioned some of the types of poses that you've had to do as a model. So if you can describe these in a, in a way for an audio audience. What are your top, what are your top three poses? Okay. Well, I can tell you one of the, the hardest poses. I used to be the girl on all the covers of all the target hosiery. If you buy target hosiery, I was, I was the model on the front of that. And so every pair of hosiery is a different color of fabric, right? So during the photo shoot as the model, you have to try every single pair on and you have to get in precisely exactly the position that you were in before. And I mean, you cannot, there cannot be a toe, a hair out of place. <laughs> so I remember those days and God bless Target. I love them. They were my, one of my biggest clients and they paid so well and they took such good care of me. Uh, but I remember I would go home and I was like crippled from holding a pose, you know, with my toes pointed and my one leg like this, one like this perfectly lined up. I remember it was like my back, everything I, it was killing me. And so anyway, it was, you know, that's just one that really sticks out in my mind. <laughs> that as well. Do you have other ones that were more enjoyable to do? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I have so many great experiences as a model. I was a Miss Reef Brazil for like probably five years. I traveled all around the world for them, South Africa, Germany, all over Europe, France, all South America, all over the States. And, um, 
it was really, it was really amazing working with them because I was around all like the top surfers in the world. They would take us on these trips for the photo shoots and we would be with like Rob Machado and just all these huge surfers, you know, and we would just, they would just photograph us with those guys all around. And it was such a lifestyle and it was, it was like a vacation. It was so much fun. I mean, they, Reef Brazil was awesome to work for. And I was really young and I got to see the whole world. That was probably one of my favorite opportunities that I had, but there was so many clients that I think, um, rebooked me. And I was really, really grateful for that because I really developed. And even still now I've kept in touch with all these clients. It's like they, you know, they become your friends because you go every year to the same shows with them. And, you know, it's fun. I did a lot of body work, like swimwear and lingerie. So, I really had a lot of clients that were very um, repetitive in booking me. And I was so grateful for that. I did a lot of body work too. Like even recently I was Cindy Crawford's body double for Omega watches. Um, you know, I did, I did a lot of body work like for Maxim FHM, all those, I did all those magazines. Of course, every model in New York does that. <laughs> it's nothing that original, but I mean, it was, it was a ton of body work. Nice. nice. So lots of great experiences all around. Yeah, very grateful for all of them. Are you, um, going back to the uh, Brazil one, are you a surfer? You know, I'm not. My <laughs> sister actually got, I grew up on the beaches of Florida though. So I grew up around that element. I mean, that's kind of like, it's really my childhood was all that. It was the whole lifestyle I lived, you know, bonfires at the beach. Like that was where, you know, we would have keg parties when I was in high school. And that's kind of, you know, bikini contests. Like that's really where it all started for me. I was used to running around half naked in a Brazilian bikini. It was like no big deal to me. So when I went to New York and I'm like, what's wrong with these girls? What's the big deal? You know? <laughs> so I was so used to that growing up on the beach. And um, so yeah, it was quite the quintessential life. Lovely, lovely. Yeah, I also cannot surf, so I'm always uh, impressed when I can see someone that. Yeah, that my sister well. was actually in waist high water on the east coast of Florida, and she got attacked by a shark. Oh wow! So craziness. Yeah, she was totally okay. She didn't. She almost lost her foot though, <laughs> and it was insane. We couldn't. I mean, it was insane. That never happens there. I mean, never, never to anyone that I've known. And I know all these surfers. So it was, that was so wild. And she's so brave. She still goes in the ocean and swims like way out there. Doesn't, you know, she didn't let it get to her at all. But they say that the odds of being struck by lightning are actually higher than being bit by a shark for anyone who's listening that's afraid to go in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. I, yeah. I got bit by a jellyfish once and that I, I'll still go back in the ocean, but it's always a little more tentative now. <laughs> I think you're supposed to put pee on that. I swear to God. I think that's, is, I think that's a myth because I, oh, I've heard that. And I, do. Yeah, yeah, I think, I don't think it's like necessarily bad for you, but I think it doesn't help as much as people say, but I don't know. I mean, it just happened once. Everyone's yeah. peeing on their jellyfish stings and it doesn't even work. Yes, they're just, it's just a way to, to prank your friends. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think they gave me some sort of, I, I remember they gave me some sort of like, there was a lifeguard there. Cause I was, I don't know, 12, maybe 13 oh, when this okay. happened. And they gave me um, some like aloe based thing to rub on it. And it, it worked eventually, but for, for a day or so, yeah, I was like, this is not pleasant. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for hopping on the podcast here. Thank if people so want to learn more about you, check out Carousel, where can they find you? Yes, check out carousel.com with a K, K E R A, cell, C E L L.com. Or you can find me on Instagram. I'm super active on Instagram at Ekin underscore Oslin, E K I N 
underscore O-Z-L-E-N. Boom. Well, Akin, thank you so much for joining the podcast. This was fantastic. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. We've got to wrap up with a corny joke, like we always do. I tried to make it a little businessy themed here. Why did the financial system collapse in ancient Egypt? Oh, Lord, tell me. It's a lot of pyramid schemes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to remember that. I love it. Yes, please use it. Share it with the world. (laughs) I will. Good People, Cool Things is produced in Austin, Texas. If you were a fan of this episode, go ahead and hit that follow button. That helps more people hear the show. You can send me a message, joey at goodpeoplecoolthings.com. Thank you to all of the guests who have been on Good People, Cool Things. You can check out all the old episodes via goodpeoplecoolthings.com. As always, thank you for listening and have a wonderful day. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 